Hello and welcome to the Two Bros Three Things Podcast. Uh, my name is Joseph Morris. I am bro number one, uh, the one in the red shirt and uh, and blue overalls. And I am a I am the owner and operator of Torque Press, a small press comic book company based out of Central Southeastern Midwest Illinois. And um, yeah, you can check out my work at www.torquepress.com, T-O-R-C-P-R-E-S-S. And I am very drifty today, so we'll see how things go, apparently, because I'm all over the board. And with me, as always... Hey, everybody, my name is Ryan Morris. I'm a Ryan Morris. <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm supposed to be the Luigi, uh, imagine a Luigi that is taller than Mario, but somehow much, much fatter. So I uh, uh, don't really fit the You jump uh, higher, bill. though. I do ju- Not really. My <laughs> fr- I'm just already taller to begin with. So, uh, um, yeah, owner and operator of 3HD Recording and uh, uh, proprietor of the Dr. Orpheus Project, steadily working on new tunes, believe it or not, and may actually have something to post in probably another six months. But uh, uh, anyways, uh, getting on to my favorite part of the show. Shout it, shout, shout it, it, shout, shout it out loud. All right. If I actually get my stuff in gear, which I'm sure I won't, I want to create like an actual like clip for the shout it out loud section of this. Nice. Uh, Though, who knows if I actually do it. But anyways, um, so shout outs include longstanding, most, uh, most shouted out of all so far. Deb Longoria gets yet another shout out this week. You hey, Deb. Keep, hey, Deb, you keep commenting. We're going to keep shouting. That's how it works. Uh, and another uh, a shout out goes to Bumblebee Bumble, Bumblebee's Bumble One over on Podbean for thanking me for the shout out, which earns you a shout out. So <laughs> you, you can see how this is going to keep going forever if you keep on <laughs> how this keeps on going. So thank you for the thank you. And here's your new shout out. Thank you, Bumblebee. Uh, thank you. And then also on Podbean, our good friend Brad, Brad Galvin from up in the Chicagoland oh. area. Hey, Brad. Brad started Still- listening to the podcast. Nice. So, Play uh, that sax. Yeah. He, uh, so uh, and he, he definitely jumped all over the uh, shout out thing first <laughs> off. And like, I want it. So uh, what up, Brad? Thanks for listening. And then uh, finally, a, uh, we're going to go ahead and give him a shout out to Jesse Brooks, a uh, hey, good Brooks. friend of ours uh, for a very long time and used to eat former co-worker. Former coworker, uh, so uh, has has not nearly as much, but still more sawmill experience than any human being should have. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Send us a, a lovely text message uh, because uh, you know he has our personal number and uh, uh, saying he's enjoying the podcast. So thank you for that, and that has been our shout, shout it, it, shout it, shout it, shout it out, out loud. I have got a long tongue, chat. Okay. <laughs> uh, so our three things today are. I got to remember what they are. Our three things today are Gravity Falls, Old School Nintendo, and the exclamation point. 
The exclamation point. I have no idea what Ryan is going to go. I don't know what my brother wants to do with this third one. Trust me, it's going to be so good. (laughs) I'm as so. So recently, um, a friend of mine from Kentucky who does this little zine called Quake. um, He he did a little interview with me. He's interviewed me a few times um, for his for his zine. And he was talking, we were talking about the podcast and he was like, do you guys script it out? And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe he thinks we would script it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Mark, 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 if you're listening, uh, no, we do not script anything at all. Uh, Uh, Literally, we're doing this while our children are taking naps. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. So, topic number 1, Gravity Falls. So, for those of you who don't know what Gravity Falls is, um shame on you. Um <laughs> we talked about it on our best TV of the 2010s. Um we it was on both of our lists. Um pretty high on both of our lists too, I think. So. Actually, I don't I think it accidentally was not on my list. It was oh, it wasn't on your list? Your oh. it, it would be the God, uh, I can't remember. It would be the number one thing that I wish I would have remembered for my list oh, that was on okay. your list. Yeah. Much like I think Sense 8 on my list was the number one thing that you should have put on your yes. list. Yes. Yes. So, but no, I, I agree. Uh, yeah. It should have been on everybody's top 10 of the 2010s. So Yeah. It's a great show. So anyway, um, it was it was a it's an animated show. It was on Disney XD. Um, you can now watch it on Disney Plus. Disney, give us money. Hey Disney. Um, also yeah. Hulu. It's on Hulu as well. Oh, it's on Hulu. Cool. Yeah. So multiple platforms you can watch it on. Um, Hulu, give us money. You're part of Disney. <laughs> uh, just Come give on, us money. Hulu. Um, anyway, uh, the plot is fairly simple although the cartoon is far from it um dipper and mabel a pair of twins are sent to live for the summer with their grunkle great uncle stan in um gravity falls is it washington or oregon uh i I think it's oregon yeah gravity falls oregon and it's a little uh woodsy mountainy town um and all sorts of weird stuff happens in town, and Dipper's obsessed with finding out the truth about Gravity Falls, and Mabel is obsessed with chasing boys, and Grunkle Stan is obsessed with making money. Um, there's also Zeus, Zeus, the, Zeus the Handyman, who works at the Mystery Shack, which is where Grunkle Stan lives and works, and it is a giant tourist trap full of poorly taxidermied monsters and other animals. And other ridiculous attractions. And also um, their other co-worker is Wendy uh, Corduroy, who is a tomboy girl in a cool uh, lumberjack hat. So, and weird stuff happens. Yeah, no, I, I think I, that kind of covers it. I mean, uh, basically it's one right, of those shows. So next topic. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of those shows at the very, when it starts out, it's just like, Every episode's got some crazy thing in it, and they deal with the crazy thing. But slowly, a through story takes shape, and the through story eventually becomes the story, and it's really awesome. So, um, something uh, I want to point out is uh, it's created by Alex Hirsch, um, right. and it it is. It is one of the very few cartoons out there, or at least that I know of, that it I, I feel like anyways, it was written and completely designed to be this like one story. 
You know, yeah. it, 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 I think he already basically had everything planned out for it before he even started doing it. And it's all, it's all very meticulous and thought out. And there's, there's all sorts of Easter eggs throughout it, uh, that like reference to later episodes or, and there's, there's stuff that happens at the beginning that relates to later episodes and like throughout the entire run of it. It's only two seasons long. Um, but, it, you, it's just, it's really well done, really well written. And, uh, it, it's one of those shows that like, it's great for kids and adults. Like that's our family actually just got through doing a rewatch of it. Um, be, and it's like my my kids are uh, I've got now a four and an almost six year old and all of us could sit around and watch this show and, and really get something out of it really enjoy it because it's got goofy humor for the kids but it's actually got like a sophisticated plot line um, running underneath it that uh, you can enjoy as an adult so yeah but and it's also got some humor that you can kind of also enjoy as an adult too because like one of the episodes uh, to to mention uh, Brooks again, uh, Brooks and I tended to watch the same cartoons because uh, Brooks had kids that were watching cartoons at the time. I don't know. They're probably like 20 years old now or something. Cause <laughs> I think the oldest one's driving or close to it. So. Yeah. Yeah. The, God, I remember where he was born. Yeah. Me too. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Hey, Brooks's kids. Um, (laughs) But yeah, anyway, his kids were watching cartoons at the time. So that's why Brooks was watching cartoons. And I was watching cartoons because I watch cartoons. So, um, but yeah, we both kind of, I don't want to say bonded because we've been friends for like forever. But uh, we we both really enjoyed Gravity Falls. And one of our favorite episodes from the early episodes was Fight Fighters. And basically the plot of Fight Fighters is that... um, it's not actually Ryu from Street Fighter, but Ryu from Street Fighter jumps out of a video game and becomes real. And Dipper enlists him to go beat up the local bully. And it is hilarious. If you're a fan of any of the old Capcom fighting games or side-scrolling fighting games, it is just the the it's it's all the humor makes total sense. But you also have to be old for all that <laughs> to make sense. Because those games are now super old. Yeah, and they did. Uh, so. They did a lot of really good gags uh, about because the guy who jumps out of the the the, uh, the video game is two D animation. Yeah, and, and at one time, at one point, he like falls over and he's like, <laughs> lay, you know, he's stuck on the ground and he can't do anything because he's, yeah, he's like, like li- he's literally flat on the ground. <laughs> right. And there's another gag where it's like he's like, I wasn't animated to look up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, I forgot about that one. That was a good gag. Uh, some other great gags. If we're going to go down the gag roll or gag list, uh, there, there's uh, some great uh, infomercial stuff in there. There's oh, yeah. what, two really good ones that are voiced by uh, Justin Roiland of right. uh, Rick and Morty fame, y'all. And uh, it, it, it basically he he plays the uh, he's the the OxyClean guy, the the guy that died, yeah. whatever. Uh, Billy Mays. He, Billy he ba- Mays. He basically doing a Billy Mays impression, and it's like one of them is uh, is for a, 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 a carrier, like a baby carrier, <laughs> and. <laughs> But but uh, 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 since Mabel at the time just got uh, this pig that she's bas- this pig is a pet, uh, she's watching the TV and it's like, oh, it's a baby carrier, but can it carry pigs? It can carry pigs. It's for it pigs. Can carry pigs. <laughs> 
And the other one was like, Al's clogging up your driveway. Get Al Trowel. Al Trowel. <laughs> that, that's like another thing about that show. I know we just talked about how like precise the, the show is, but I also think there was a certain amount of improv occasionally. It, it did like, seem that way, yeah. Like I, th- especially with like some of the TV show stuff, like the stuff that play is on the TV. I think they, <laughs> I think they just put an actor in the room and had him go with it. So right, uh, and it's funny the 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 pig carrier. I'm I'm doing the piece too loud. Uh, the pig carrier <laughs> uh, actually leads into another one of my favorite gags in the show, where basically the whole episode is about Waddles the pig getting in Stan's way. And Stan gets annoyed with Waddles and puts Waddles outside to get him out of his way. And then a pterodactyl steals Waddles, like a, like a full-on pterodactyl, like swipes the pig. So now, like, everyone, we got to go into this cave to save the pig. And at the end of the episode, uh, Stan ends up putting the pig in the pig carrier and fighting a pterodactyl <laughs> with his fists. And it is, it is the most awesomest awesome that ever awesomed. And uh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, by far, uh, my favorite character of the show is Grunkle Stan. Oh, Grunkle uh, Stan is amazing. Yeah. I think most most adults watching the show are going to really kind of lean towards Grunkle Stan because yes. Grunkle Stan is, is exactly, you know, what he is. He's, a, he's this crotchety old great uncle that for whatever reason is watching these kids. And that's something that is never really explained is why on earth Mabel and Dipper. <laughs> parents would allow them to go stay with Stan for an entire summer. I mean, what's going on in their home that caused this to come about is, is kind of the thought I always have, like when getting all the way through it. But I mean, but you, I mean, it's like uh, Stan in the, in the first, like first quarter of the first season, he's, he's kind of just awful. Yeah. Um, He's, I mean, he's, he's awful with a heart, and but by the end of it, he, he ends up being the hero, which yeah. you know is definitely a you know it's a normal story trope. Um, but yeah, uh, like whenever we're like the family, we're talking to like, cause my, you know, my kids love it. Who are you in gravity falls? It's like, I don't even have to think about it. Grunkle Stan. That's who yeah. I am. <laughs> yeah, no. We're, well, we're we're already cranky old guys, so it yeah. makes sense. And my we're shoulder- cranky old guys that don't know what's going on. <laughs> and I'm just about to get that much shoulder hair, I think. <laughs> so. uh, uh, yeah. So anyway, um, let's see. What else do we want to do? Well, uh, we can also uh, – there is a lot of goofy gags, but then there's there's also an incredible, like, through story, uh, like a yeah. sci-fi through story that involves uh, Grunkle Stan's twin brother that has six fingers and this crazy demon named Bill Cipher that's a triangle. Uh, yeah, that, well, it's, it's, the, it, it's the top of the pyramid for money. Right. Yeah, the, 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 the money the, eye thing. Yeah. yeah, the the Illuminati eye or yeah, whatever yeah, the hell. It. 
Anyways, yeah, and, and uh, by the end of the series, like the, it brings about uh, the weird Mageddon, which is just yeah. an awesome ender to the the whole series, where where Bill, you know, uh, Bill basically turns Gravity Falls into this like horror dimension kind of thing um and uh you know they have to fight their way out of it and and all the and all the things like throughout the series that have all kind of been building to it and and uh it just uh it's it's really great really well written uh great show for children of all ages i think you would say so yeah i would agree Uh, no it, it has uh besides having some just you know, fantastic episodes throughout. There's very few like stinkers. I mean, even kind of the ones I'm not like that super into are still pretty good. Like the, the several times episode. Oh God, my kids or Hazel loves the several times episode. Well, of course, Hazel loves several <laughs> well, that times. Was well, they, that's the thing about it. I think they were smart enough to be like, okay, this is kind of a little boy's show. It's like it start. I think they start out there like this is a little boy's show, and then it's like, hey, this is a little boy's show that uh, that you know, parents can watch. And then they're like, okay, but we want to get girls, you know, into it as well. So then Mabel comes along, which is, she's just awesome. Yeah. Uh, this incredible character. And then, then they give Mabel her own posse of these weird girls, <laughs> Grenda <laughs> and candy, candy yeah. and Greta. And, uh, they're, they're just, Oh, the, the, they're the best trio of awkward little girls that could have ever been like put together. And then there's an episode where they, uh, they, they fall in love with a boy band and actually end up taking care of the boy band because the boy band are basically lab rats, which I think if we're going to be truthful with ourselves, actual boy bands are basically just lab rats. Yeah. Well, honestly, all pop stars. I mean, we kind of saw what happened to Britney, right? I mean, <laughs> right. they yeah. they don't they don't do well in the wild. Um, <laughs> What's this green mess? <laughs> I'm tr- I'm hugging a tree, yo, <laughs> maple uh, dog. But I'm just saying, like, even an episode that I'm not super into, like the aforementioned several times episode, which was the name of the boy band, um, <laughs> several times. Yeah. I still enjoy that episode. There's like, or like the golf episode. The golf episode is not one of my favorites, but I still like the golf episode. You know? Oh it's yeah, like the, the like mini movie with the the Lily Putchins, the little Lily Putchins. <laughs> right. It, it's another one of those. I've come to sort of accept Patton Oswalt is just a, he's going to be in everything we watch. Patton Oswalt's everything I watch is going to have Patton Oswalt in it or sooner later, or later. And I've just come to accept that. And I I think he's. I feel like he's matured. I I feel like we have a beef against Patton Oswald because we watched him do stand up that one time and he was so lazy and well, and dumb. And and he was also like we liked the comedians of comedy, but he was our least favorite thing about the comedians of comedy. Yeah, that Stuff was the, like that. Yeah, that was the ironic part is like he was actually the most popular comic, but he was the worst. Yeah. So well, we've we've never liked Patton Oswald, but I've kind of no. got to the point. I feel like he's matured somewhat he's kind of he's okay enough at what he does he doesn't just drive me nuts when he shows up and stuff because he's always going to show up in all of my stuff he's going to be in everything i i'm to the my thing now is i don't mind him voiceover because he was the yeah. voice voiceover for the donkey and or the the 
pony or unicorn or whatever it was and happy. Uh, oh, yeah. He does the voiceover narration for the Goldbergs, a show me and right. the wife like to watch. And then, you know, he did some voiceover for this one episode of Gravity Falls. Yeah. Um, so, oh, it, so you're saying anytime Patton Oswald isn't physically on screen, as long as I don't have to look at his stupid face, that's what yeah. I'm saying. I can, I can deal with a stupid voice, but I don't want to see his stupid face and his stupid voice. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, incidentally on the, uh, the voice front. Uh, if anybody that's watching, uh, that ends up, because I feel like at this stage we have to be tastemakers, you know, <laughs> by doing this podcast, yeah. we're obviously tastemakers and all, everyone, all of you who are listening to this, stop <laughs> what you're doing and immediately watch or listen to whatever we've told you about. So because of that, you're going to get to the, the weird Mageddon episodes. There's three episodes at the end of season two. Um, and at one point there's this, uh, extremely ugly dude with, uh, um, uh, like a, a five o'clock shadow and an arm. Well, it's just a head and with an arm growing yeah. out of his head and dragging himself on the ground. And, and he tries to eat Dipper at right. one point in the original so version of that, that was voiced by Louis CK and a, uh, a comedian who I've always hated, not oh. just because he was, you know, at some point, you know, forced other comedians into sexual favors and stuff. And now is blackballed from Hollywood. Yay. Yay. Dreams do come true. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, Hey, somebody I hate gets theirs. Yay. Uh, we never than, liked Louis CK. Nah, I've always hated I, Louis I never CK. got what the hype was about. I don't know. It's just like, he's just one of those guys is like, well, he's a genius. Okay. Uh, no, I'm not. Whatever. Anyways. But, uh, if you, now they redubbed his voice and I think, and I'm pretty sure it's actually Alex Hirsch that does the voice of the head that was. I think it is. Cause it sounds a little bit like Grunkle Stan yeah. and Alex Hirsch does Grunkle Stan. So anyways, yeah. I just thought that was funny. And I think that's, I think that's personally great. I mean, <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah, uh, take, you can have whatever opinion you want with the whole cancel culture thing, but I'm sorry if you used your fame to get sexual favors and then got caught later for it, your price should be fame. Goodbye fame. And yeah. that's actually been happening, which I'm perfectly fine with yeah it's yeah, no sexual predators can go bye-bye we're we're cool with that um and we're talking about a kid's show <laughs> <laughs> all right so back to I the kid's say, show. one one more thing i'll say about gravity falls is i gotta admit i can't believe they got away with the stuff they got away with on that show because it can be really dark and kind of violent sometimes and like you said like we're mageddon is full of crazy stuff yeah we, we're like i don't know how they got away with it but it is worth mentioning like since Gravity Falls, there's been like kind of a lot of really, I don't want to say dangerous shows on Disney XD because it's Disney XD, but like shows that I'm surprised they're putting some of the stuff on there. And I love it, of course. I, I love all of it. I love, I love, uh, Amphibia and, um, uh, the Owl House. Oh, the Owl House is really good. Um, and all those shows, but it's like, it's one of those things that like Gravity Falls kind of like broke some molds. Uh, with what they could put on like Disney and other shows have been kind of running with it ever since. And it's really cool. 
for me as an animation buff and seeing all the cool stuff they do. Yeah. Truth be told, uh, I don't think my, our dad was too happy with our kids watching gravity falls. I think, <laughs> I think dad thought it was a little like what he seen Cause of course, you know, the kids watch it at our house and then they immediately go over to uh, mom and dad's house and is like, we want to watch gravity falls. So mom, mom has found gravity falls for them and, and, yeah. ha- you know, plays it for him. And I don't think dad loves all of, the episodes <laughs> no i'm i'm sure he does not uh but i give it the old parental shrug on that one. like i you know you gotta you gotta fight your battles where you can on the deal i don't know i i, I think a certain amount of danger is good for kids i think uh when it comes to their like media intake you don't you don't want to like traumatize them but you know i don't know we like, okay, yeah, uh, um, Gremlins scared the crap out of me as a kid, but I don't want to, like, go back and erase watching Gremlins, you know? Eh, not really, but both me and the wife have agreed we watched Gremlins way too young. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that was a scary movie. That, that yeah, should really not have was. been a kid's movie. Well, and that was a lot of things in our childhood was stuff that was uh, – Stuff that looked like a kid's movie or a kid's something in the preview, like uh, The Dark Crystal or Labyrinth or something, you know? Uh, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice scared the crap out of me. Like, all those things looked like like comedies, and then, you know, you actually watch the show, and it's, like, horrifically dark and and scary. Yeah, Yeah, no, the fire gang in Labyrinth was was terrifying okay so so this might have been something we've either done right or wrong but my kids love the fireies <laughs> like they watch yeah yeah we've we've showed them labyrinth already as well oh, yeah. <laughs> your your daughter had like a whole time period where like she was obsessed with labyrinth oh yeah yeah it kind of comes and goes still and yeah no they love the fireies they they like at first wow. it creeped them out but now they're like oh they're so cool and like throwing Hazel- their heads they were throwing their heads around trying to eat her and stuff it's oh yeah creepy. no it, it's creepy and, and and what the creepiest part is the horrific uh the horrific green screening that's going on yeah it's bad yeah, that's um it's yeah, bad it, but it, it would look awesome back in the day you know when yeah. you have a 13 inch grainy tv Oh yeah, you didn't yeah. have to work as hard. No, no, things <laughs> looked a lot better. Like again, like the Hoth battle scene in uh, Empire uh, when we were kids was like the best uh, special effects ever. But oh, you yeah. blow that sucker up on your giant screen TV in 4K. <laughs> it doesn't I said, look as it still looks good. I haven't just, watched any of the originals on my new setup. I, I'm slowly working. Okay. We have, we have sway. We have gone so far off the rails here. Yes, we have. Before you do the wrap up, let's do, let's do either favorite, uh, episode or favorite, uh, bit real quick. And then we'll, wrap uh, okay. Up. Favorite, favorite episode. Um, let's see. Favorite. Ep- the final episode is one of the greatest episodes of television ever made ever. Uh, everything pays off. It's just brilliant and joyous and it makes me cry sometimes if I'm not careful. Um, and it's fantastic. Um, but since that one's a little bit of a cop out, um, I think I will go ahead and go with fight fighters. Mm. Although, um, summer weans a close, close second, or I guess third, yeah, we, we've we yeah we've kind of we've played out the summer ween 
uh, episode amongst the fam. Yeah, I was going to, uh, Summer Ween is good. And, and I, you know, as I mentioned, pick out your favorite one. And like now I'm like going through, I don't think I could do it. Uh, oh, I do love Boss Mabel though oh boss uh, mabel is good i i love boss mabel just because of the payoff at the end that grunkle stan had actually won like 300 grand worth of prize money off of this like wheel of the fortune kind of game but then he lost it he first of all he bet it all on yeah. a grand prize thing and then the grand prize was he, he couldn't think of the word please uh which all it, it was yeah hilarious and yeah, then uh brilliant uh, but, but anyways, yeah, now to wrap up, uh, yeah, uh, gravity falls is awesome. Go ahead, watch it on Disney plus because all of the, the shorts are on Disney plus and, oh, yeah. and the shorts are great. The shorts it, are really good. The, the shorts are, are basically an extra little season. Once you watch it all and you miss it because you're going to watch it all. And then in within a day or two, you're going to be like, I want more gravity falls. So, yeah. Well, again, it's only two seasons. Right. All right. Well, there we go. Topic number one. And now time for topic number two. Ba- I don't know ba- why I'm ba- talking like ba- this. Ba- da- ba- Old ba- school ba- Nintendo. Ba- da- 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 the time. 1980, I don't know. <laughs> the place. The butthole of Illinois. The players. Player one, Joseph Morris. Player two, Ryan Morris. I don't know what I'm doing. So video games have always been around for my whole life. I know that's basically the same with most kids. But what you have to understand is basically video games existed around the time I was born. Uh, It came into existence around the time I was born. And I've literally grown up with video games as video games have grown up. Like I was in the arcade playing Atari games and playing, you know, Donkey Kong badly and standing around watching other people play video games because I didn't have any quarters. <laughs> I was going to say, um, that's mostly what I did. <laughs> yeah, we just actually mo- <laughs> we mostly watched other people video play games. video games. Yeah. But yeah, like, you know, we lived in the arcade. Uh, you know, we begged mom for quarters. She gave us two. There was Thank- an arcade. There was an arcade. Yeah, there were arcades everywhere. There were arcade games in um, skating alley or skating alleys. That's not right. Bowling rink. alleys and yeah, skating, skating rinks. Who words are hard. rink a skate? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, skating rinks and bowling alleys had video games. Um, Walmart in the the little open area had video games. Pizza Hut had video. Everybody had video games, and we played the crap out of them. Um, and we had an Atari. But we had the wrong Atari. Everyone else had the 2600 and we had the 5200. Yes. Yep. And, um, and the problem with the 5200 was the games for the 50. I think the graphics were actually a little better. It, it was the superior machine. It, it was the, yeah. the newer version of it. And, and, and just like Morse's do everything, we got on the boat too late. Yeah. And it was well, a superior we machine. Broke. Yeah. It was a superior machine, but it didn't have as many games because it didn't have as many games. And then we couldn't trade games with anyone except our cousins, Rachel and Katie, because no one else had a 5200. <laughs> Everyone else had a t- had- yeah so so everyone else had a 2600 we had a 5200 so like my buddy bula uh, i couldn't trade games with him i could go to his house and play his atari games till the cows came home and he had a thousand atari games and they were all awful (laughs) 
<laughs> well, all Atari games were kind of awful yeah. if you get down to it. Was it was like, but. yeah. So anyway, so then one day, uh, 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 a friend of ours who shall remain nameless got a Nintendo. And we were like, what is this thing? And it was so much better than the Atari because what you have to understand is like Atari games were like one screen, right? Like you had Pac-Man and Pac-Man was on one screen and you ran around the maze and you got the little dots and you chased the ghost and the ghost chased you. And that was it. And Donkey Kong was one screen. And it was like, Oh, we got to jump, 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 climb, climb, climb. Right. And Frogger was one screen. Joust yeah. was one screen. Yeah. All these games were one screen games. And that was all you had to do, all you had to work with. And it was, I mean, I guess pole position kind of wasn't, but that's another story. It was, but it wasn't. You know? Yeah, it was, but it wasn't. But like when Super Mario Brothers come out, all of a sudden it was like, oh, there's like levels and you can, and you're moving and jumping and advancing and climbing and swimming and doing all this stuff you could never do before. And it blew our minds. Uh, and I know that doesn't sound like much nowadays when you can have Laura Croft climb up the side of a mountain and skin a deer and cook it. But back then it was, uh, it was, it was really impressive. And, uh, obviously we wanted it, but, <laughs> but we were poor. Right. So I believe, did we actually, did we buy our Nintendo? Oh yeah. No. Yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure well, because it was, what was it like? 89. That the Nintendo came out. Uh, I don't. Uh, like, I should have looked, reason- looked it up. I'm reasonably sure, like, we were 10, 10, 11, something like that when something the Nintendo like came around. Or, the, well, when the Nintendo was able to be purchased by yokels in southern Illinois. Right. Anyways, I, I'm reasonably positive it'd be like the 90s, early 90s. And uh, you and I were working at the mill by the time right. we were. So we just pooled. I'm pretty sure we pooled our money together and bought our yeah. Nintendo. Yeah. Well, I, I thought we did. I just wanted to make sure. But, yeah, we, we pooled our money together and we bought a Nintendo and um, we got a handful of games, and uh, it was awesome. What were some of the best games? All right. So are we sticking with the Nintendo, or are we going to go any farther in? I- um, it's up to you. If you want to do, like, like again, Super Nintendo was kind of the same situation. Uh, su- the Super Nintendo came out, like, because I'd been, like, by this time, like, I'm, like, buying video game magazines because I can actually afford them. I can barely afford the games, but I can <laughs> afford a magazine. magazine. Yeah. yeah. And the magazines so, like, were easier to get, too, because, like, the magazines yeah. were everywhere. Yeah, magazines were everywhere back in the day, too. So, like, yeah, uh, and I remember them announcing the Super Nintendo and seeing the graphics and being like, ooh, so much better, even though now they look crappy and uh anyway yeah i think we did the same thing oh i remember though there was one caveat we had to we had to get rid of our nintendo to get the super nintendo we had to buy the super nintendo and get rid of the regular nintendo to get the super nintendo yeah our parents were monsters they kind of were um and what we ended up doing was we basically pawned off on Rachel and Katie. Yeah. See, I knew there was – I thought there was something to do with Rachel and Katie on yep. that whole deal. Yep. No, yeah, we, we got we, Rachel we and swind- Katie. We swindled Rachel and Katie into taking our Nintendo from us. <laughs> That's right. I the thought games. there was something involved in. Uh, uh, and like five, like five minutes later, Katie bought a Genesis or something. Oh, yeah? And was like, 
Because it was like, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> Why'd you guys trick us into this? I and do like, remember there were some kind of hard feelings. Over yeah, it. they were not happy with us. <laughs> so, Rachel and Katie, if you're listening, uh, sorry about foisting our crappy Nintendo off on you. We were, I think you got like all of our games, though. So I think they got a pretty good deal. I don't. I think they I did too. I don't know what they were really complaining swindled. about. Swindled. <laughs> so anyway, uh, um, so yeah. Um, and I think actually by the time I got the, we got the super Nintendo, I actually had enough money to occasionally buy games, even though games were more expensive because, you know, 16 bit graphics. and Well, there was when the super Nintendo was around, we were like teenagers. Yeah. So yeah, we were making we, decent money. Yeah. We mill. had, uh, we had more expendable cash when we were teenagers. Cause I think we were almost making minimum wage, which is like $5 an hour back then. Yeah. So, uh, so all right, anyway. so all right, so if we're gonna, are, are we gonna, when we're talking old school Nintendo, are we gonna stick with just the the original Nintendo? We're we gonna do Nintendo and Super Nintendo. Um, tell you what, let's let's do like let's do like our favorite games for both systems. All right. How about that? So like like maybe like a top three. Sure. All right. Cool. So top three favorite Nintendo games. Number three row. Uh, all right. See, putting you on the see. spot. Yeah, putting me on the spot. I, I definitely know what my number one is. My other. I hope I remember which one was Nintendo and Super Nintendo. So yeah. let's. I'll, I'll fix it. I'll, I, I can correct you if you. Oh man, I was horrible at it, but I loved watching you play Golgo Thirteen. Oh yeah. Golgo 13. Golgo 13, the most obnoxiously ridiculous game. Like before, before you, uh, you got the, you got the cheat book or whatever for it. Um, like we couldn't get past level one. No, we, we did not get very far in that game at all. Cause it was basically like this insane, like these insane, like, uh, mazes, and yeah. stuff was basically the game and and like you got clues because you were you were a spy golgo 13 was kind of like a james bond type and um you had to you know figure out with clues how to get through these maps but the it was so hard yeah. <laughs> and we were you know 12 yeah. so but then yeah, I, it was it was this really it was a very ambitious game but it was also very confusing and hard to it was hard to figure out. My favorite part about Golgo 13, though, was that you got laid in the <laughs> you game. <did. laughs> you got laid. Yeah, you did. That's a, if you've ever watched the Golgo 13 uh, anima, uh, it's, it, it is, it's like a, it's an adult James Bond super spy like cartoon from Japan. And yeah, there's a lot of sex and a lot of violence. And yeah, the Nintendo game, like you got laid and it would, it would refill your health. Yeah, I did. Yep. <laughs> so, anyway, um, yeah, that three. was uh, that was a hard game. Um, my number three um, of all things. Okay, I'm going to go with what I actually played at the time, not what I have acquired since. Okay, because I have a uh, I've 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 downloaded various old school Nintendo games, so I've gotten to play a lot more than I actually had at the time. So uh, my number three was one of the first games I got, Spy versus Spy. Oh yeah, I remember that one. 
And uh, it was based on the Mad Magazine comic strip about the white spy and the black spy who were always running around killing each other. And basically, it was just this dumb little like multiplayer game. It was you and another person. It was a two-player game. And you would run around this building laying traps for each other. And it was pretty hilarious if you got caught in the trap, if you got caught, someone caught, got caught in the traps and then they died. And, you know, you just do that until whoever killed the most other people won. So it was, it was dumb. It was fun. We liked it. Uh, let's see my number two. Okay. What was it on Nintendo? There was a game where like a dude could shoot his hand and it would grapple onto things and you could swing with it? That was Bionic Commando, and yes, that was on the original Nintendo Entertainment yes. System. I was terrible at that game as well, but I liked playing it. Yes, Bionic Commando. Yep. Yeah. I actually, uh, well, that was another one of those games where there was like a level that we couldn't get past. Yeah. There was like a level that like you had to do like a, because you couldn't jump in the game. That was the thing. You couldn't jump at all. Your only method of uh, propulsion was this bionic arm that shot out and latched onto things. And then you had to like swing, right? And there's like one level where you have to do like this perfect Hail Mary swing. It's not even like the last level. It's like level four or something. <laughs> like they gatekeeped you early in this game, in these old games. Yeah, um, they, they made them obnoxiously hard, I think. Oh, they were so hard. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, like you had to, you basically had to do this Hail Mary swing and it took us forever. I, I think I eventually got to the point where I could do it pretty regular. Cause I did, I actually beat Bionic Commando. I beat most of the Capcom games I played, I think back in the day. I don't think I beat any game ever. No, you didn't. <laughs> I, uh, I, I might've beaten Super Mario Brothers. Maybe. The original? Yeah, I think so. I never beat the original Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, because I, well, we can talk about that later. Yeah. I'm assuming right. it, maybe that's on somebody's list, anyways. But um, my number two, um, even though it, it's actually considered one of the worst Castlevanias, I loved Castlevania 2. And the reason why, okay, so most of the Castlevania games, it was like, you know, you're one of the Belmont family and you play through different levels and you fight bosses and, and in the end you fight Dracula, right? Well, in Castlevania 2, they shook it up and it was like a quest game. So there isn't really levels. You're just traveling around Transylvania, collecting stuff and going to different castles and collecting more stuff. And it's very confusing and you absolutely have to have a guidebook to play the game because otherwise you're eventually going to hit a point where you don't know where you're going or how you're going to do anything because all of the clues in game were poorly translated. <laughs> so you, so none of them make any sense at all. <laughs> so it was kind of terrible, but I loved it um, because I love Castlevania and I loved playing uh, as Simon Belmont and whipping, whipping bad guys with my magic whip, which sounded sexy, but it was not. <laughs> So there was my number two. Magic whip. Magic whip. <laughs> ladies, ladies, ladies. Ladies, ladies, ladies. Uh, uh, so, yeah, my number one uh, favorite Mario game. Uh, in I, I, I am definitely breaking from what you are trying to do with your list because this is my favorite. Or what did I already say Mario game? I meant to say Nintendo game. Nintendo. But anyways, uh, it's Super Mario Brothers Dose. Yep. 
Yep. Super Mario 2 is my favorite Nintendo game, and it mostly became my favorite Nintendo game because uh, when I was in college, I was a studio manager, and basically what that meant was that I got paid to unlock and lock the doors to the recording studio, and if the students uh, running the sessions had any trouble with anything, I was supposed to go in and fix the problem. What it actually meant was is like I laid around in an office on a couch and played Nintendo and got paid for it for however many hours I was there, which was an awesome gig. Okay. <laughs> this is the best job I have ever had and will ever have other than like the two times I had to lose my cool at people that didn't want to clean up and pack up, you know? Right. Um, but other than that, it was awesome. And yeah, we had a Nintendo and a TV and everything. And I think we had a Nintendo and a Super Nintendo. And I always gravitated back towards Super Mario Brothers 2 because it's like, it is like the, the, uh, the, the black sheep of the Mario Brothers yeah. franchise. Every, well, it's like Castlevania, too. They went off in a different direction. Yeah, and it's well, really everything weird. is backwards in Mario 2. Like, you know, every other Mario game, you jump up and hit stuff with your head. This game, you pull stuff out of the ground, you know? <laughs> and, yeah. like, and it's just everything is just so awkward and weird, and it's hard, and you got to, and most of the time, you're like digging and stuff. And, yeah. and yeah, it was just, oh, it was just so weird and, 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 uh, but I, I liked it. All right. My number one Nintendo game. Oh crap. My brain shorted out. What was it? Oh, Super Mario Brothers three. That was it. I thought that was on uh, the yes. Super Nintendo. No, um, Super Mario Brothers three was the last one on the regular Nintendo. Oh. Super Mario world was on the Super Nintendo. Uh-oh. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Super Mario Brothers three. Yeah, Mario um, three is really good. Yeah, I thought it was it, more I thought or less it was Super Nintendo. Nope. Um, it was back to kind of the original formula, except it expanded on it. The graphics were better, um, and most importantly, um, you could catch a leaf and get a um, raccoon tail and raccoon ears, and then fly, which I liked. Um, and there were different suits, but honestly, most of the suits kind of sucked. Uh, like, I didn't, like I the, the fireball suit, or yeah, or it was just the regular fire thing. Yeah, it was just regular yeah. fireball. Uh, the but like the frog, the frog funny. suit never really paid off. I thought, like you were supposed yeah. to be able to swim really well with the frog suit, but I don't think it worked. I always got, I always just rammed into stuff and lost the frog suit. So, but anyway, it was a really great game. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, still enjoy it when I have time to play it. Uh, so yeah. Super Mario Brothers 3. So, okay. Then we upgrade to the Super Nintendo. So, what's your top? What, what's your number Ooh. three? I, I, I'm, I'm going to guess it's. There's definitely a racing game I think might be on your list. Well, see, and that's. I don't know. See, I, I, I'm kind of racking my brain to think of Super Nintendo game because I really don't think I played the Super Nintendo nearly as much as you did. Yeah. Um, I could actually probably name your. At least Hit I can me. name that. You do it. I can give your top two. <laughs> Go for it. Honestly. Because uh, you can remind me and then I'll expand on it. Mortal Kombat 2. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I, I was actually thinking Mortal Kombat. Yeah. yeah. Mortal Kombat 2. Mor- okay, yeah. The- because outside of the time that I beat the crap out of you like five times in a row and you almost broke the controller. Yeah. Um, that sounds like me. 
you actually had you actually were pretty good at it you would play a scorpion and you had a little combo i had the scorpion combo where yeah. i would you know chain the guy get over here that uppercut yeah, then you teleco- teleport to the other side of the screen and do it over and over again so. yeah yeah no you you liked that game and you were good at it um and then um rock and roll racing was your other oh man i don't even hardly remember rock and roll racing you don't remember that one? We like borrowed it off of either the aforementioned friend we won't name or I guess James would be the term now. Um, one of those two. Mm. And yeah, it was, uh, it was like this racing game, but it was like from like an over, it wasn't an overhead view. It was like a three quarters overhead view. And like, you got different, like, like fantasy cars and you basically like they had guns and, uh, Bombs and stuff. Wow. I don't even remember it. That's sad. You don't remember that? You loved that game. I'm sure I It sounds like something I would remember or that I would like and and be good at. And the soundtrack was like, um, it was like actual rock and roll with like chip tunes. So like, (sighs) okay. Paranoid. Paranoid was on the soundtrack. Okay. I remember. Yeah. Yeah, It's starting to come back to me very slowly. Yeah. 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 And you can consistently. That's the gears of my brain starting to move. <laughs> but yeah, okay. but you really, yeah, you could always whoop me at that game. And I guess if we're going to talk about racing games where you always whooped me, uh, the original um, Mario Kart. Oh yeah, good golly, yeah, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, that would be my number one Super Nintendo. Yeah, yeah Mario Kart was awesome. That was the best. I, yeah, I only and- wanted to play Mario Kart. Yeah, because again, you could consistently beat me because I was terrible at Mario Kart. Um, what did you, okay. Did you play, did you play Donkey Kong or did you play Bowser? Uh, one, either one, uh, just because I mean, they're, they're both the of them, once you, yeah, it, once you got them up to top speed, you could just blow everybody away. And the key yeah. was to, to maintain that top speed by never slowing down and, and never hitting a wall. So as yeah, long see, as you didn't do those things, you were fine. Yeah. Meanwhile, I hit all of the walls and flew off the track. So, um, which I think is funny because I've got like the Mario Kart Eight, uh, yeah, the series is up to eight um, on on my uh, on my Switch, and I'm actually really good at that one. For some reason, I can keep my cart on on the track most of the time and do pretty good. So I don't know why I couldn't do it back then. I can do it now. I don't know if I'm more coordinated or if just the controls are more forgiving or what, but. Um, let's see my top three super Nintendo games. Um, and I think I will go ahead and try to stick to the ones from the actual time period. Um, final fantasy, uh, three, although technically it's final fantasy six because the numbering of the final fantasy games are stupid. Um, but yeah, final fantasy three was awesome. Um, it's an RPG. It's dork crap. It's fine. Um, let's see. And then street fighter two, um, because I love the Street Fighter games. I like playing Street Fighter 2, but not when you started getting really good at it. Yeah. Once I really got into the end of the game, it was kind of no fun after a while. Um, and then, um, oh yeah, Super Mario World. Duh. Mm. <clears throat> because it's always a Super Mario game. It's always the best game on a system. And uh, yeah, because that was the one that had Yoshi. And um, oh, yeah, you got yeah. a, yep. You got a you got Yoshi and you got a cape that lets you fly, and if you if you timed it right, you could actually fly completely over a level, 
and just cheat cheat the whole level. Yeah, that was the um, P wing, wasn't it? No, P wing was in Super Mario Bros. Three. Three. Um, yeah, you okay. Got, oh, okay. Yeah, you got yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and this one you got a feather. But the thing was, if you the way the flying worked in this one, see, in Super Mario Brothers 3, you flew for so long and then you just stopped flying and you slowly drifted back to Earth. Um, in this one, you took off and if if you you could do it just right, so you could just keep flying. You know, there was mm-hmm. a way to do it. They didn't just like stop you from flying at any point. So you could conceivably fly completely over certain levels, which I would do if it was a really hard, really annoying like level. pirate ship level. Yeah, is that stuff that, like that. Was that that game? Or was there the pirate ships in three? I think the pirate ships. Pirate were in ships three. were definitely in three. I'm yeah. trying to remember if there were some in in world. I don't think there were. There were ghost houses and now there's ghost houses in both games. Never mind. Anyway, so that was my favorite. So anyway, um, yeah, Nintendo. <laughs> Bam. Nintendo. <laughs> Nintendo. <laughs> give <laughs> us <laughs> money. <laughs> yeah, Nintendo. All right, we're on to topic number three, the exclamation point. Just like any good uh, Ryan topic, uh, I have a a preamble to the topic (laughs) that is going to run just as long as our talk of the topic. Uh, so, uh, uh, we were talking about the, uh, you know, what, what to pick and everything. And one of the grosser family things that, uh, we do as a family is we will actually sit together and read a book like out loud, like a story, a kid's book. And, um, this delights my children to no end and my wife loves it too. And I just go along with it, hoping for the best. (laughs) And anyway, so. So uh, a book for whatever reason my my son gets on these kicks of of different books and stuff and despite the fact that it is nowhere near the season for it at all he's been on a how the grinch stole christmas kick he wants know. to read that book all the time and and there for a while he's wanting to watch any any of the movies that we could get which most of the time was in jim carrey one and it was uh, yeah it's it's really not good um, has that 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 movie hasn't gotten better with age? Has oh, it, it really hasn't. No, it's it's not good at all. And and yeah, they they took a a the the book. Re, honestly, speaking it out loud takes fifteen minutes absolute tops, and they somehow turned it into a two hour movie with a yeah. backstory for the Grinch. And yeah, it was unnecessary, but. I'd actually thought about doing the Grinch as a topic, but I said instead of that, the reason why we're getting, and believe it or not, it's all going to come together. Stay with me, faithful listener. <laughs> so we listen, so we, we sit on the couch together and we read How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And uh, normally, Mary is the narrator, I am the Grinch, and uh, our daughter Hazel is the uh, is Cindy Lou Who, because those those are literally the only speaking lines in the whole story. Cindy Lou Who has one line, right. and the Grinch really doesn't speak all that much. It's mostly just narration. And then because my son is is my son, and we got to give him a little something, he's Max. So when Max is on the page, he'll bark. <laughs> that's that's his <laughs> that's role. It's kind of cute. And it it is cute. Like the whole thing. This could be YouTube videos. We could be making YouTube millions off of this. Uh, But we don't. 
And uh, anyway, so, uh, but one day, for whatever reason, my wife wanted to shake things up, and she's like, I want to be the Grinch. And I was like, I looked at Neil, I was like, well, are you going to narrate, or no? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I was a narrator, and, uh, and Hazel was still Cindy Lou Who. And so I got to reading it, and what I began to notice uh, was almost every line in that story ends in an exclamation point. Like there is an obnoxious amount of exclamation points, like to the point that it's like upsetting almost. If you actually read it, like everything is an exclamatory, like you're yelling through this entire story. And I'm, I'm like, why is it, why? I mean, there's even like things like, you know, I mean, this isn't in the book, but it'd be like the Grinch walked across the floor. And <laughs> I, like, why is this in there? So, so anyway, so I got to thinking about exclamation points and uh, this led us to our topic and now exclamation marks. So uh, I did, I took the liberty of doing a little Wikipedia. Okay. So, uh-huh. uh, uh, first of all, the exclamation mark, not exclamation point, the exclamation mark, uh, wasn't in English printing until the 15th century. Huh. So think of how dull all of the <laughs> writing was up to that point that, mm. that there was no, uh, no exclamation point, which would be the opposite of what we have now where there's yeah. exclamation points everywhere. So it took to the 15th century for it to come around, and it wasn't until the uh, the like 17th century that it really was starting to use be used quite a bit. And what's what's funny is there's a, there's a line like many here. Let me read it straight from Wikipedia. Many pre-computer age typewriters did not have the exclamation mark. Instead, the user typed a full stop, which is a period, and then backspaced and overtyped an apostrophe. Oh, that's awful. Think of. <laughs> The ass pain. <laughs> Think of the ass pain that Dr. Seuss had to go to go through. Like there's there's like a hundred exclamation points in that fifteen page book. And everyone, whoever had to type it, because that undoubtedly, like at some point the manuscript was on a typewriter and they had to yeah. like go back and forth with an apostrophe and a period on that. Oof. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I thought it was kind of neat. I was just going to say, I, I make uh, liberal use of the exclamation point in my comics work. Uh, almost to the point where uh, I always – if people like read my stuff aloud, which thank God that doesn't happen very often, uh, it, it's very easy to mock my writing because it's like, oh, no, and so forth and <laughs> right. so on. Like every, every, there's a lot of exclamation points in my work. Well, I so. mean, but it, it, I mean, it does lend itself to, uh, you know, cartoony, uh, work, you know, and, oh, yeah, and definitely. uh, in, in it's, and it's a visual punctuation as well. Um, yeah. what I think is kind of neat also is, is, is where it's like gotten into our society. Like my wife will be kind of concerned reading texts if they're not like, punctuated a certain way 
you know? Like, she'll start to read yeah. into, like, the meaning of a text if it ends in a period, you know, for the people that actually text with with punctuation. So, like, to the point where, like, I did this actually the other day uh, that, that uh, like, she, she texted me something. You know, she was out and I was home with the kids and she wanted to stay out longer. And, and she, you know, it's like, everything okay? I'm going to stay out with the kids. And I was like, I was just going to attack back. We're fine. And just leave it at that. And I'm like, no, I can't just text that because she'll think we're fine means we're fine. <laughs> so I had to put an exclamation point at the end. I was like, we're fine. Having fun. <laughs> you know, just so my <laughs> wife, yeah. so my well, wife you wouldn't also get had, upset. Yeah, you had to also tack that having fun yeah, on there too, exactly. right? With an exclamation point on that too. So she knows you're having fun. Yeah, I'm having fun. <laughs> I'm having fun. <laughs> that's, and that's it. And, like, and then, like the more and more I got to thinking about it, the more and more like use – I think it has even, you know, now because I think it's gotten this um, kind of – the uh, another, like, usage because it, like, implies merriment as well, you know, and, and, like, in our text culture and our messaging culture – uh, in comments and everything. It's like, you got to put all these, these exclamation points in, you know, just to, cause, cause I don't, cause it's getting to the point where that a period looks like you're angry, you know, or, or you're being aloof. Right. Cause I, I'm a very, I like when people are like, I don't like passive aggressive people. I'm like, I'm passive aggressive as all get out. Me and my wife are like super passive aggressive, which is why we don't really fight, fight very often. We just kind of, you know, there's been a cold war going on for years. Yes. Yeah, we we have we have a yeah. We'll we'll engage in cold war for like like two or three days before we just sit down and talk about whatever's bothering us, and then we deal with it. But like, but, that, but anyway, that would kill um, my wife. Oh my god! Yeah, no, you you she guys couldn't take it. No. No, we're, but yeah, but no, well, you guys aren't really, you're not passive aggressive people. Well, I I am and can be and actually prefer it that way, but it would literally kill my wife if I tried to do do that. Yeah. But anyway, um, so like, but yeah, like, you know, if I'm like, if I'm upset, like sometimes it would be like, yeah, I'll just text back with a period. Like, I'm fine. Showed you. That's cool. Okay. Okay. Maybe the worst thing you can text to a person. <laughs> you know? It's like, it's probably true. Yeah. I, was I, like, and yeah. I do it a lot, though. But, yeah. but here's the thing. Well, I do it sometimes. You know, I do it on accident sometimes. But sometimes where if I do like type okay, I'm a little bit like, is she going to, is someone going to interpret this wrong? You know, like you're like, is is okay okay? <laughs> well, yeah, but that's <laughs> the thing. Just up. See, I'll put capital O, capital K, because right. capital O, capital K looks like okay, whereas yeah, capital that's, O, that's lowercase K, looks like okay, and lowercase O, lowercase K, looks like okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you if you don't capitalize anything, oh no. Yeah. Oh, that's bad news. That just looks like you're angry. <laughs> yeah, no, you look like you look like you're on the warpath. Like you're like like if I see if I get a text in and it's and there isn't a single capital letter in it, I'm like I'm going to need to avoid this person for like a month. 
because they may be out for my skull. <laughs> unless, unless whoever it is has a uh, a proven history of never using punctuation and only lowercase. Well, yeah, obviously. I'd, you know. The worst boss I've ever had would text all caps ellipses between everything. Holy God. It was the most irritating text you could possibly get. It'd be like, leave at seven ellipsis and get there at nine ellipsis. <laughs> like, and it would end with an ellipsis too. And I'm just like, yeah. what's coming next? I was always nervous because <laughs> I was like, the next text could be anything. Yeah. Oh, man. How well, are that, you today, ellipsis? You're going yeah. to die, ellipsis. I hate to mention 45 because, honestly, I really enjoy it. My life has gotten so much better now that he's basically been erased from existence. Like, don't get me wrong. There's still those, There's still some Jack Jag driving around with a, with a Trump flag in his, on his, dangling off the back of his truck, and I see him every day on my way to work, and I just want to be like, get over it. He's tr- he's trying to justify the purchase is what he's doing. You give these people too much credit is all I have to say. I, I think he's I, just I nuts. do. I do. No, he is. But, oh, he's definitely nuts. But I'm just saying, if you drop fifty dollars for that, well, that's true. I guess, I guess if I had dropped fifty bucks on my on my racist rapist sign, I'd be a little frustrated too if he lost an election by a landslide. Yeah. Um, And, but, but more importantly, he, he lost an election due to mass voter fraud. (laughs) Anyway. So although I am loathe to bring up 45, it it also bears with this. Cause like, again, when 45 sent out his stupid, stupid tweets, they were always in like ridiculous all caps, with as many exclamation points as he could slam in. And, and like you said, that is that what dot, dot, dot is? Is the ellipsis? Yeah, dot, dot, dot's an ellipsis, okay. yeah. Yeah, so, and, and, and those the, the stupid ellipsises, except he'd do, instead of doing three, he'd do like five, like dot, 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 <laughs> which Stephen Colbert would make fun of, and it was hilarious. But, um, but that was the, the funny thing about that ridiculous, like, screen, and, and it wasn't, like he, you know, it was always like screaming. You always pictured him screaming in your mind, right? right. When, he was, when he was doing these things. But the funny thing was, is it also lets you know when he wasn't tweeting. Anytime a tweet came out that wasn't in all caps <laughs> and didn't have a single exclamation point, and most of the words and all of the words were spelled right, you knew he didn't write that. Yeah. If it didn't look like your drunk uncle's text. <laughs> yeah. And we know something about drunk uncle texts, don't we? We sure do. And that's God. what they look like. That's what they look like. <laughs> so anyway, but enough about that piece of garbage. Uh, um, yeah. But, but it, it is kind of a thing. And I really, I, I again, as a comic book creator, I really enjoy the exclamation point. It's a fun time. I uh, My favorite, I love messing with it. I love the triple exclamation point. So when you really know, they get... Like if someone's getting dragged off by something in my comics, there's always like, right. and it's all cat is all capital E's with like five exclamation points. And my personal favorite thing I like to do is, um, the exclamation question. 
Ah, and that yes. is that is where you either go exclamation point question mark exclamation point or question mark exclamation point question mark depending on whether you want to emphasize the question nature or the exclamation nature. Right. And yes, I have a system and I use it. Well, I, th- uh, I think there's actually a term for that multiple punctuation. And this is where my wife would be a great yeah. phone a friend because she knows what that yeah. is, but I don't know what that is. Now, I think your wife may have posted an article about it on Facebook one time or something. <laughs> Probably so, yeah. did. No, your wife knows about that kind of stuff. But I, I abuse it. And, and, and like I said, it's like, it's sort of I, I can't think of a good example for my comics, so I'll just do the old uh I'll just do do the old stand boy by the seven pools are here? <laughs> Jesus <laughs> uh, see that's one thing that I always thought that Spanish language got it right, you know, is putting that punctuation yeah. in the front of the sentence so you know what to expect. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah you get kind of a lead up. Because because it's like uh, like, you know, you're in English like written language, you know, you're reading along and it's like, you know, something, uh, ah, just to, uh, try to get it off the top of my head, something like, and today there was free pie, you know, because that exclamation (laughs) points at the end and you're like reading along normal, normal, normal. Oh, pie. Whereas in Spanish, it's like, Hey everybody, free pie. (laughs) Because that exclamation points upside down at the beginning. Oh Oh, man. So, the local the local radio station out of uh, Lakeland College eighty nine point nine the Max Alternative. I've actually started uh, listening to that now. I love that station. Uh, it's so bad and awesome. And uh, I think the students are about to go on summer break, so it's not going to be as much fun. Um, although I love the music on the station anyway, so it's great. They're not very picky with their student DJ program. <laughs> what? Because some of these kids seem to have difficulty just reading. <laughs> what? Like, and and what's crazy is is that I think like like they're pre-taping like some of these segments like like the news segment they have like one guy read the news for the whole day right and I don't know why they're only I don't know if they're only letting them do one take <laughs> or what like don't get me wrong you can tell some of these kids are actually good at this okay I'm not and I don't I think it's I think it's great the ones that are out there that suck at it. Because they're at least trying and they're 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 doing their best. The A for and effort. Kind of inter- yeah. And it's it's an A for effort and it's entertaining for me. Um, <laughs> right. But like some of them, like they just they can't read, and then they don't know how to put inflections on anything because because they've mangled the sentence so bad you don't know where one sentence begins and another <laughs> ends and. Uh, yeah, that's well. The thing is, you know, it, it's just there's another student there that's recording this, and they're like, yeah. and they're like, well, they said all the words. Yeah, no, yeah. The other, yeah, the other student, the other student doesn't care either. Heck, I'm not even sure if there's another student in. There. It's kind of like my theory for uh, Jeremy London's performance in Mallrats that he told <laughs> Kevin Smith when he showed up, "You're getting one take, dude." <laughs> that's that the London is going home. And that, that whole wait, was, okay, wait. It was yeah. Jeremy London was the he was the lead. He was uh, yeah. Whatever. The actual lead. I can't think of his goof ass name because we couldn't have just know. a Bill and a Tom in a Kevin Smith movie. No, never have a Bill and a Tom in a Kevin Smith movie. <laughs> I can't even think of what his name was. 
Anyways, I can't but, remember oh man, it, just, other, it no. seemed so phoned in though, like his entire performance, especially like watching it back now. You can tell everybody is like young in that movie, but they're all really yeah. trying. Like uh, Jason Lee, Jason Lee, yeah, Jason Lee is Jason Lee, but at least he's trying, you know? Yeah. Well, it was like it was literally his first acting game. Yeah, exactly. That was the thing. It was like his first like real role. But Jeremy London was actually a thing, you know, already yeah. on like TV and stuff. Yeah, like he yeah. should him have and, been him. better, but you could tell he was like, "This is the most low budget, doofy thing I've ever done." So you're going to get you know five minutes of my time. Yeah. No. He. He. Yeah. No. I. I agree. He's. He doesn't fit. Which is funny because the movie also has Shannon Doherty. Yeah, and Shannon Doherty is, was supposed to be like this colossal train wreck, and she's fabulous in the movie. Well, she's well. I mean, I'll, I mean good I don't enough. Know if I, yeah, I don't know if I would go for so far as uh, say fabulous. Well, compared the thing to is, the other acting. In the movie. Yeah. Well, it's like yeah, but that's just it. She's at least how to phrase this. Shannon Doherty has a history of being difficult to work with. Not someone who's fun to work with at all. Uh, but she she shows up and does the job just fine in Mall Rats for for Mall Rats, you know. Whereas like yeah, like you said, yeah, the 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 other guy maybe not so much. Yeah. Um. So that was exclamation points. Oh yeah, that was exclamation points. <laughs> you hey, we did get your welcome world. Uh, we actually got we got we got twenty you, minutes. I told out of you that. it was gonna be fine. We didn't actually. I don't really? even think we did all the things I was thinking about doing with it. So it's good. Really? Yeah, I think I had. I, I honestly thought we'd have like five minutes of dead air. <laughs> we should do a topic where we do just have five minutes of dead air, and uh, like at the no. end of it is like you still did you hang in? Did you actually listen to five minutes of dead air on a podcast? No, let, was I let's that not lazy that. that I didn't edit it out? <laughs> Let's not do that. Let's let's not enter that level of conceptual. That's like that's you know I want to do that though. So I know you want to do that want, sometime. Yeah, I want to have us like eating during a podcast too. Oh no, and I know it'll let's, be. Let's bad. not do that sort of Tom Green. <laughs> garbage please yeah i know but that's the thing about that kind of garbage is and this is important too that sort of garbage is you know it's like it's fun for the performer and awful for the audience you know? yeah which it, i hate the, i hate that kind of crap but i would actually yeah. i'd love to do it so. it's the aristocrats oh it really is so uh and with that we actually will end exclamation points all right this has been the Two Bros Three Things Podcast. We'd like to thank all of you for tuning in and listening to us babble about absolutely nothing once again. My name is Joseph Morris. I am the owner and operator of Torque Press, a comic book company that I actually kind of mentioned within the context of one of our topics today. Hey yo! Hey yo! Exclamation point! Mark, whatever. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, you can check out my work at www.torquepress.com, T-O-R-C-P-R-E-S-S.com. And if you really dig my work, please feel free to support me on Patreon.com. That's P-A-T-E-R, I don't know how to spell, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. Look for Torque Press on there. You'll find me. Give me money. Disney, give me money. Uh, Kiss, give us money. Hulu, no way, Kiss, money. don't sue us. Kevin uh, Smith, give us money. We talked about Kevin Smith, give us money. We kind of bagged on it, but... 
Yeah, Kevin Smith, we watched Tusks. Yeah, Tusk, we okay? did. You, you owe, owe us. us. You owe us. We <laughs> absolutely we sat through we sat through Red State. <laughs> okay. Yeah, those are two stinkers in a row, Kevin Smith. You're better yeah. than Well, this. those weren't in a row. I don't were they? I uh, probably not in a row. But I mean, I watched them like in in that chronological order. Yeah, so that counts. yeah you're probably so right. He owes me four hours of my life. That's the way I'm yeah. looking at it. Yeah, Kevin Kevin Smith. Actually, I can kind of forgive Tusk, but Red State was... Tusk is horrible. Uh, Tusk is pretty bad. Anyway, uh, yeah. And with me, as always, is... Hey, I'm Ryan Morris, uh, owner and operator of 3HD Recording and uh, proprietor of the Dr. Orpheus Project. Check out the DOP on Bandcamp and uh, 3, the number 3HDrecording.com if you need any sort of audio work done. And we're going to wrap it up. Thank you for all the shout-outs, everybody out there. Keep them coming, and I'll keep doing them yeah. because yeah, we're... It- the, the two, two bros, bros three, three things, things. on <laughs>